Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast Time. Welcome to the show. Five matchups the 49ers can exploit on offense versus the Eagles. Oh boy, the Eagles have a great defense and the 49ers have a great offense. This is going to be a huge matchup and I'm looking forward to talking all about it. And I found five ways the 49ers could win matchups and get something done on offense. And it's not going to be easy, of course. But when you got players like the 49ers have, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, uh, you've got a lot of weapons. And that's not even mentioning some of the supporting cast who's spectacular as well. An offensive line that's graded out to being one of the top five in the league. Philadelphia definitely has the advantage in offensive line, but offensive line versus offensive line don't happen. But we're here to talk about 49ers offense versus Eagles defensive line. They're pretty spectacular too, but this is going to be a cool one. I hope you guys all enjoy this content. If you like the video, give it a like. If you like the content coming out on the channel, give it a subscription. Really appreciate everyone that has been subscribing to the channel recently. So let's get into this. The five matchups the 49ers can exploit. Number one, throwing versus loaded boxes. What do I mean by loaded boxes? Normally, there are seven men in the box. The box is a square area uh, from tackle to tackle and to the linebacker. So that area right there is considered the box. Uh, normally, you, you get a seven-man box. If it's a 3-4, right, you get three defensive linemen and then four linebackers. If it's a 4-3, you get four defensive linemen and three linebackers. So it's traditionally seven men in the box, and that's how the offenses normally know what they're going to be blocking against. Now, a seven-man box can still be a favorable run box. That means you want to still run the football against it as long as you believe you can win a lot of those matchups, you can run the ball. But lots of teams will bring an eighth man, they'll bring a safety into the box and make it difficult to run. 
So if the Eagles do that, which they will at times, the 49ers have to be willing to throw versus loaded boxes. This was one of the things that teams started doing against Jimmy Garoppolo. They would put five, six guys along that line of scrimmage and then have eight guys in the box and make Jimmy win with one-on-one matchups, locating receivers under pressure. So I believe that is something the Eagles are going to try to do. Dallas put great pressure on Brock Purdy. He was able to navigate through most of it, and he made some big plays. But the Eagles often, especially on third down, like to bring extra pressure, bringing defensive backs, whether that's a slot or a safety or a linebacker. They like to come at you with exotic looks and line stunts, using using uh, like Hassan Reddick to come around the edge on a little bit of a stunt. You get two guys going out. You loop him from the defensive end spot. The great technique that they use, and it works a lot. We see the 49ers do that with Bosa as well. But one way to negate that is when they come up on early downs, which is first and second, and they want to load the box and bring an eighth guy in. Is that Reed Blankenship? Whoever that is for the safety, you know, for the, the Eagles, you have to be willing to throw. Okay, this is not a favorable run box. I'm going to throw the football. And if you can consistently do that, what you will do is somewhat get that defense to loosen up. Next thing you know, they're not able to bring the eighth guy in, which will open up the run game. And it's about getting the run game going. But what is the process to getting there? Sometimes it's not as easy as just coming out and saying, you know what? We're going to establish the run. Let's run the football. Uh, Sometimes you can do that. And then other times you have to take what the defense gives you. That's one of the first lessons they teach you as an offensive coordinator. Take what the defense gives you. So if they're playing pass, run the football. If they're playing run, pass the football. You just have to be willing to go in there and consistently do it. And a lot of that falls on Brock Purdy. Brock has to get the 49ers into the right play. Kyle Shanahan calls more than one play in the huddle. And then Brock Purdy goes up to the line. I'm sure every single person has seen him you know, go through his motions. You know, can, can, can. Uh, that's going to the second play. So there's an initial play called, and then he, he can can it. You probably also heard him go to Oscar, which means flip the play to the other side. Usually it's a run play. That means it's been set up one way. You want to go the other. Those are all things Brock Purdy has to do within this offense. But it all starts with taking what the defense gives. So when Philadelphia presents the 49ers with a favorable throwing situation, they have to be willing to take it. Can't be so bullish as eight guys in the box. It's okay. We're going to run the football. Later in the game, when you're trying to shut the door on them, that's acceptable. And sometimes if you believe you still have a mismatch because of how it's going to be blocked because of formation and scheme, you can do that as well. But don't do it very often. It's not a successful formula. I think the four yards being willing to throw against loaded boxes and Kyle Shannon has proven he trusts Brock Purdy to do that. He's done it all throughout Brock Purdy starts during the season. So I think the 49ers can and will do that. Number two matchup to exploit on offense is George Kittle versus the safeties. And why do I say that? Because the first thing I noticed was that other teams have taken advantage of Reed Blankenship. Nothing against Reed Blankenship. He's a solid player, a really good tackler. He comes up hard in the run. But when it comes to going against George Kittle, Kittle is just a matchup issue. He's more, he's bigger. He's more physical. Uh, he's faster. He runs better routes. Those are things Blankenship doesn't do great right now. He's not able to drive on footballs. And we've seen Kyle Shanahan take advantage of George Kittle against Deron Bland from the Dallas Cowboys. He was their starting corner. Uh, but Kittle was able to you know, use his leverage, make him think he's going outside, break back across the middle, and get open for the skinny post. And Brock put it right on him. There are opportunities to go at Reed Blankenship in this game. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, fantastic. Now, if they put Marcus Epson, 
another opportunity. Also, a little bit in the slot as well. George Kittle in the slot could be something the 49ers could take advantage of. Vontae Maddox, he's been dealing with a toe. He's probably going to play in this game. That could be a fun matchup as well. Also, because George Kittle's going against these safeties, he's going to be run blocking against them at times. You can also take advantage of that in space. Uh, so George Kittle versus the safeties, especially in the pass game, is something I think the four years can take advantage of in this game. It's a mismatch. It's Gardner Johnson's fantastic. Will he end up on Kittle? He could. And if he does, that's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a huge battle. What that means then is you don't have him to play someone else. You don't have him to play against Christian McCaffrey. You don't have him to help with Debo Samuel. Cowboys played a lot of safeties over the top of Debo. They were really trying to make sure you know, he couldn't have success. That doesn't allow that. So are you going to put Bradbury? Are you going to put Darius Slay out on islands? I think that's something to watch. Now the number three is going to be Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey versus edge defenders. And Right away, you remember I said this is one of the best defensive lines, if not the best defensive line in the entire league. That is correct. But what have we seen the 49ers do all year? Take advantage of that C-gap. Where's that C-gap? It goes A between center and guard, B between guard and tackle, uh, C-gap between tackle and tight end. And we've seen the 49ers consistently take advantage of it. What are Williams and McGlinchey's biggest strengths? Run blocking. That is their biggest strength. Well, one of the things the Eagles are the weakest at is setting the edge in the run game. Why is that? Well, they have Josh Sweat. He's good. He's fantastic, but he's still not great at setting the edge. Is he good? Yes. Don't get me wrong. This is not like one of those things where he's weak or deficient. He's just not as good as some of the top edge defenders in the league at doing it. When you look on the other side, a lot of times it's Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick is a little bit undersized. He's listed as a linebacker. He comes up and plays that edge at times when they run their five men across the board. Five men across the board doesn't mean you can't run the football. It just changes the angles and the lanes at which you run. With Sweat wanting to be outside, he's not going to be outside as much as Micah Parsons was in that way wide nine, but you can still get movement. McGlinchey has played against him before. He knows what his speed is. He knows how physical he is. Taking advantage of them in the run game and getting that edge pushed out so you can run the football underneath is going to be huge. And if they want to go ahead and try to take advantage of jumping inside, then you can hook them and make plays. Now, their linebacker group is not bad, so you're going to have to work against their linebacker group, TJ Edwards, Kaiser White. White, I'll talk about him in a minute, uh, but they're pretty good. But on the edge is a spot that you can get after them. Are they going to bring in Robert Quinn at times? Yes, and he's going to do fantastic. So you're going to have to battle against him as well. So it's not like they're weak in that area. But it still is advantage 49ers because McGlinchey, Trent Williams, George Kittle, Charlie Warner are so good at blocking in that category. And I think if Kyle Shannon comes out with a good scheme that helps them also pull at times, leave those guys open and available, let them come across the ball, and then pull your big offensive guards like Aaron Banks, Spencer Burford, and get them out and kick these guys out, I think it could help the 49ers pretty tremendously in the run game. And then also, if you're running the football and you're Mike McGlinchey, uh, you're running this successful, and all of a sudden you got third and twos, third and threes, that makes it a lot easier for you in pass blocking scenarios. So using the skill sets that your players have to your advantage is using this game, and that's one of those mismatches. 49ers tackles in the run game against Philadelphia Eagles edge rushers. Inside, Philadelphia, absolutely fantastic on the inside. It's going to be tough sledding for the 49ers to run the ball within the tackles, 
So I'm guessing you're going to see them try to set the edge and probably even get linebackers outside to help try to prevent the 49ers from getting toss plays and things like that. So the 49ers are going to have to take advantage of that in the passing game. What we talked about with the first one, well, as soon as they start vacating that area over the middle of the field because they're trying to stop your outside run plays, they leave a void in the middle of the field where you can get the ball to your playmakers. That's where Debo, Samuel, George Kittle, and Brandon Ayuk live and make huge plays. And also Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. So those are things to remember. Now, number four matchup to exploit is going to be Brock Purdy versus the Blitz. The Blitz is inevitable. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to come at you. Their defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, he likes to get after quarterbacks, especially on third down. Well, what have we seen these teams start to do as the season has progressed? They've tried to come after Brock Purdy from every which way, get him off his spot, make him uncomfortable, force him left, make him throw outside the pocket. It's been everything to get him off schedule, to get him out of rhythm. Because when he's on schedule and he's in rhythm, he's throwing darts out there. The plays that he made, the throw that he made to Brandon Duke for a first down or the one down the seam to George Kittle, those were fantastic timing routes. When he can operate this offense within his timing, it's tough to deal with. So what are they going to do? They're going to try to get him off schedule. They want to speed up his clock, make him a little bit more frantic, make him get rid of the football before he wants to, take some chances he wouldn't normally take because he's waiting for a player to come open. So how do they do that? Well, they do that in a variety of different ways. Uh, they'll breed, they'll bring a safety from you know one of the edges. They'll bring a linebacker up the middle. They'll show blitz, and then they'll back those guys off and overload from another side. It's a pretty sophisticated blitz scheme. But Brock Purdy has handled and went against a lot of blitzes. This is not going to be different than anything he's ever saw. They're not going to reinvent the wheel to go against Brock Purdy. Miami zero, uh, you know, zero blitzed him, which means man coverage, and came after him. You saw last week that Dallas was willing to bring blitzes as well to try to keep him off his game, and I think Philly's going to do the same thing. So how do you defeat the blitz? First off, you always know what your hot read is, and Kyle Shanahan's got to help him out and make sure he keeps these hot reads different than what they normally have. Uh, make sure you have him ready to go, and he's got to be willing. Hey, if, if somebody's going to come free on this play, I have to be willing to get the ball out tremendously fast. And then two, make them pay. When they bring a blitz and you get an opportunity to take a shot down the field, you take it. Sometimes these guys on the outside, Darius Slay, spectacular. James Bradbury, really good. They will jump routes. And when they do, take advantage of them down the field. Take advantage of those safeties trying to get involved in the blitz and in the run game and go over the top and get it to George Kittle or to Christian McCaffrey. Dial up some stuff. So Brock Purdy's just got to do what he always does. Stay calm and take what the defense gives him. As you can see, that's a theme of this episode. Take what the defense gives you in all areas of offense, and that's what Brock Purdy has to do in this matchup. I think he can handle it. I think the 49ers offensive line will be able to do their best and hold on. I think there's going to be plays they get beat, uh, but they're going to win some too. And also you have McCaffrey, you have Elijah Mitchell. They're both good as far as in the backfield and pass protection. So you have those. Those guys are going to be able to sneak out and find matchups that you like. But that's the number four matchup the 49ers can exploit on offense. The number five is Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan versus Jonathan Gannon. And you heard me bring up Gannon earlier. He's a young defensive coordinator. This is his second year. He's done a spectacular job. He comes from Indianapolis where he was secondary coach. And they played really, really good in that secondary. And 
You've seen Philadelphia take a huge step forward last year. This year, another step forward in the secondary. They're really good. And he puts together a really good game plan every single week. He executes at a high level. Here's where it gets interesting. Kyle Shanahan has seen every single defense that teams have been willing to do against him. So he's able to adjust on the fly. So when it comes down to it, how quickly is Kyle Shanahan going to be able to adjust to what Jonathan Gannon throws at him? I think one of the most interesting things and aspects of it is how will Kyle Shanahan attack? Uh, most times teams will come out, and last week we saw it, the, the 49ers should have ran counterplays. Uh, that would have been norm, but he did that the last time. So Kyle Shanahan thought, you know what? We're going to go directly at him, and Dallas flew around. So how will Kyle Shanahan break tendency? Uh, why do you need to break tendency? Well, when you have tendencies, defenses can figure out, okay, by this personnel group and this formation, they run these plays. Well, if you give them something, a look that they expect something, and then you do something else and you break a tendency, you make it more difficult for them to figure out play to play what you're going to do. Kyle Shanahan has to be willing to go in there with a unique game plan that breaks tendencies. It doesn't have to be all of them because you still want to execute the things that you do, but you want to go in there and have a tendency that you can take advantage of. What will that be in this game? How exactly will Kyle Shanahan break a tendency that throws Gannon off? And once he does adjust to what Gannon's doing, can Gannon readjust to what Kyle's doing? Because Kyle's main scheme and main, main uh, thing through the entire year, main goal, has been to get his personnel, which is tremendously transitional. They can do anything. They can be, they're versatile. They can be anywhere. Is getting them in rare matchups that get them lined up against somebody they can take advantage of. Kazir White was what I brought up earlier. I said, hey, I'm going to talk about him later. Here's why. You go back and you watch the Giants game. He was getting matched up one-on-one -on -one because of personnel with Saquon Barkley on the backfield. That worked out. You go back and you watch him against the Saints. All of a sudden, you get Kazir White against a tight end in the slot. Works out for the Saints. Finding personnel matchups that you could take advantage of is what Kyle Shanahan is going to try to do in this matchup. So how exactly these guys go against each other and what tendencies Kyle Shanahan is willing to break early is going to be one of the most interesting things. He struggled a little bit with Dallas, but you can't expect Jonathan Gannon to come in with the Dallas game plan and say, hey, this worked against the 49ers, held them to 19 points. That's what we're going to do. No, you could take bits and pieces, but if you tried to reiterate and rerun uh, that, that exact game plan, Kyle Shanahan figured it out. He's going to figure it out again. So yes, it's a copycat league. Yes, you can take little things that you've learned by how other teams have played Kyle Shanahan. But what has been consistent throughout the season, the 49ers offense has always bounced back and got better. They were averaging over 30 points a game before this last week against Dallas. And is Dallas a great defense? Yes, predicated on speed. A little bit of a different matchup against Philadelphia. Uh, but I think it's going to be an absolute fun one that Kyle Shanahan can take advantage of a young guy, you know, kind of betting on these tendencies and making... You know, some interesting calls. Uh, another key for the 49ers and what Kyle Shanahan has to be involved in, this isn't the extra one, is getting ahead on first and second down, making it third and short. You make it third and short, and you've got the threat of running the football with Christian McCaffrey or Elijah Mitchell or a little quick screen to Debo Samuel that can produce a first down. That will make the Eagles you know, struggle a little bit to bring those blitzes because you, you bring that blitz, and all of a sudden he checks it down to McCaffrey. It's a first down. So I think that playing ahead of the sticks is going to be very important in this game. Of course, third down conversions are going to be important in this game. 49ers, 50% on third down against the Dallas Cowboys. That's spectacular. If they can come anywhere near that against the Eagles, they'll be in this game and have an opportunity to win. 
Uh, but what a fun matchup this is going to be, 49ers versus Philadelphia Eagles. Let me know in the comment section what you thought about these five things, about you know how the 49ers can expose the defense of the Eagles on offense. If you're an Eagles fan, let me know what you thought about them and how exactly you know the Eagles are going to stop it. I'm curious what you have to say. You watch your team all the time. Let me know if I'm off base on this. Uh, but thank you guys so much for watching. Like the video. Uh, give me a subscription. Really appreciate it. It goes to help the channel. Pushes out all the, the content out to everybody. I really appreciate everyone coming by. There's going to be lots of content coming out this week, including you know five things a 49ers can do on defense and five matchups they have to win to be able to beat the Eagles. That'll be coming down the way. Madden simulation, game preview show, lots of cool stuff. I hope you guys all enjoyed the episode. Have a good one. Stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.